0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. Good
1: morning, Andrew. Good morning there, sir. I am excited to continue our conversation about Psalm 23. I want to back out from David and talk about Israel. Okay. You ready for that?
0: I'll be interested to see where this goes,
1: (laughs) as will all of the listeners. I'm going to read from the the NCV, the New Century Version. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He gives me rest in green pastures. He leads me to calm water. He gives me new strength. For the good of his name, he leads me on paths that are right. Even if I walk through a very dark valley, I will not be afraid because you are with me. Your rod and your walking stick comfort me. You prepare a meal for me in front of my enemies. You pour oil on my head. You give me more than I can hold. Surely your goodness and love, will be with me all my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Well, I stand corrected. <laughs> Yesterday, I said, well, I expect all of these translations to say just about the same way, but this one actually really branched out on a lot of those It,
0: it really pictures. did. It
1: really did. I mean, some of those, like, for instance, death. Is the word death there or not? It is. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> like... It is there, but the idea is that it's an idiom. And, and this, okay. this, this phrase and is so, used in other places to refer, like, like we've said, the darkness of death, yeah, the, so, the gloomy shadow of the grave. So these translators, though, and
0: instead of just bringing the word across and yeah. letting you sort of work through the idiom, they went ahead and just expressed... Yeah. The idiomatic conclusion. And
1: I, the reason why I wanted to read this one is because it is, it's called, its called—it's the New Century Version, but it's the International Children's Bible. So what we have here is people who understood they're not writing actually for people who have already grown up with this psalm and they have their <laughs> beloved way of saying it. Right. They're, they're trying to get across for children. Here's what these phrases mean, kind yeah. of a dynamic equivalence. We've got to always yeah. remember what the purpose of a translation is. Sure. And, and, and not get too bogged down in that. But I, that was interesting. I'm, I'm glad we read that one.
0: Dynamic equivalence. I guess that probably is one of those. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely definitely, definitely a yeah, dynamic equivalence. What, it, yeah. it, what does it mean? You know, yeah. we're, we're
1: not going to translate the words. Yeah. Okay, so let's just go ahead and, before we, you and I just get bogged down in all of this useless information that nobody <laughs> else cares about. You know, in translating scripture, you have a couple of different... Uh, theories approaches, or approaches. Yes. And one of them is the, we would just want to give you what the words are. Now, Now, none of them do that exactly because Hebrew and Greek are organized in a different fashion. Their syntax yeah. is different. So there's no there's no translation out there that is absolutely, literally word for word. If it was, we would have a really, really hard time understanding up. it. Yeah. But you have those that are more on that. I'm trying to give you, here are the words that are used. An essentially literal approach. Exactly. Then you have others that are saying, yeah, but there are idioms that we wouldn't understand. And Mm -hmm. so we need, okay, yeah. Here's here are the words, but here's what he meant by this. Mm -hmm. And that moves over into what we call dynamic equivalence. Mm -hmm. Neither of those approaches is wrong. They both have their positives and they both have their negatives. It's good to read both kinds just to understand what the goal of each one was, because the more you get on that dynamic equivalence side, the more you're also getting someone's interpretation of meaning well, I think that's it. And yeah. commenting on it rather than just hear here's the words and try to figure it and, out. And yeah, let someone else do the commenting and the interpreting. Okay, let's okay, that's all boring, but we we got into that, well, path, I mean, so let's talk know, about that. But for for the for
0: the person that is, you know, faithfully reading the NIV, listening to text talk and realizing that you know, it's different here than a lot of these other translations. Now, you know why? The NIV is probably the best-known dynamic equivalent mm-hmm. approach.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but on the spectrum, the NIV is closer to word for word than this international children's bible is agreed it, you've got a spectrum and yeah that's the there's thing, a spectrum in that that's exactly right by the way just to cap off this conversation there's one step further and that's the paraphrase correct so dynamic equivalence at least tries to say here's what was meant we're, we're taking the idioms we're taking the verbiage and giving getting across to you what's meant then you have the paraphrase mm-hmm. or the and i guess maybe there's even one beyond that where we're like colloquial so like the message is right. a lot more colloquial or you've got some that yeah, are Yeah, it feels very colloquial. Yeah, that it's you know we're going to we're, we're going to try to talk in the slang of the day, those kinds of things, <clears throat> but it's it's still that spectrum. So very interesting. We see that here in Psalm 23. I want to talk about Israel because we've said that we see in the psalm someone moving from the pasture to the palace yesterday we talked about David from mm-hmm. 2 Samuel chapter 7 mm-hmm. but there's actually a whole uh, a whole extra layer Even in connecting it with Second Samuel chapter seven, that shows that David, as king of Israel, actually lived Mm -hmm. Israel's history, and we actually find the parallels there again in Second Samuel chapter seven. So,
0: so just to clarify, what I'm hearing here is: yesterday we talked about David specifically, yes, and now we're saying that even the story of God's people, Israel, this this covenant people, Israel, Mm -hmm. mirrors the 23rd Psalm.
1: Yes. Now, I don't think it's spelled out quite as clearly, but I think it's still there. In 2 Samuel chapter 7 and verse 7, in all the places, God says to David, where I have moved with all the people of Israel, did I speak a word with any of the judges of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, why have you not built me a house of cedar? Okay, so back here in in 2 Samuel 7, this is
0: David's desire. He wants to build a a solid structure, a house for God, and God is telling him, well, no. I mean, that's how we sum up. But in the process, he says, hey, have I ever asked for this?
1: But notice as he's explaining the lack of asking where Israel had been. They had been moving around in tents with judges, but what were the judges doing? They were shepherding his people, Israel. Well, what an interesting people, what an interesting picture mm. to describe the judges as shepherding these people as they were moving around from one place to another. We often think only of judges after they get into the promised land, right. after they're settled. It, it, even then, they're not really considered settled because it's all very tribal. It's not national. But here he's actually not referring to those judges. He's referring to the judges that he set up with Moses during the 40 years in the wilderness wanderings. And he's saying, you know, as they were moving from place to place, mm-hmm. and I guess that would include the conquest period as they're moving from place to place through the land. Uh, I never asked for this. Yeah. But, but what's the picture? It's a picture of being shepherded in the pasture. It's a picture of being shepherded in the wilderness, wandering from place to place.
0: Well, so And Moses had appointed these men to be judges over them or shepherding, right, at, at Jethro's council. But Moses himself was a shepherd of Israel. And Moses himself spent some time shepherding in a wilderness
1: before he had that position. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that's interesting. We're Isn't starting it? to see a pattern. We are definitely seeing a pattern. That's important. That's yeah. important. Yeah. Okay. So we see Israel now look in verse 10, in 2nd Samuel 7 and verse 10, okay. and I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them so that they may dwell in their own place and be disturbed no more, and violent men shall afflict them no more as formerly. I will give it goes on to talk about I will give you rest from all your enemies. Mm. Now, doesn't that sound a whole lot like Psalm twenty-three? We've moved yeah. from a wilderness wandering in the pastures into a place, into a settled house where the Lord is actually protecting them from their enemies. The enemies look on, but they can do nothing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sounds a lot like Psalm 23 to me. It really does. We've moved from the pasture to the palace. We've moved from wandering in the wilderness. We've moved from there to being settled in a certain place. Now, if I back out... From Mm -hmm. 2 Samuel 7. So I see that in 2 Samuel 7. It was 2 Samuel 7 that started me thinking like this. But now I back out and I think about God's relationship with Israel in a lot of other places. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 2 and verse 7. Can you?
0: Yeah, I've got that here. So Deuteronomy 2, verse 7. Here's Moses speaking uh, to the children of Israel For the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hand. He knows you're trudging through this great wilderness. These forty years the Lord your God has been with you.
1: You have lacked nothing. As they're going through the wilderness wanderings, mm-hmm. we've already seen in Second Samuel seven that they were being shepherded That's through right. that time. What's the very last thing it says in Deuteronomy two seven? Yeah, you have lacked nothing. Does that sound familiar as we're reading Psalm twenty yeah. three? How, how, yes. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. I lack nothing. That's, that's exactly what that. And,
0: And David will go on to, excuse me, Moses will go on to spell it out for them. Oh yeah. You know, their foot never swelled. Their, their garments never
1: wore out. There was manna, there was bread from heaven every single day. Hey, you know, the interesting thing about that, you lacked nothing, but sometimes they were upset because all they were getting was manna. Yeah. And so that gets us back to that point that this is not saying everything I ever wanted God gives me. It's saying that what God has given me is enough. Yeah. I haven't lacked. I've had everything I needed. Another passage, this is also in the Psalms, though, Psalm 78 and verse 19, which in this Psalm, it's actually referring to time of wilderness wandering, and it's talking about the complaining that they did. They spoke against God saying, this is Psalm 78, 19, they spoke Mm -hmm. against God saying, "'Can God spread a table in the wilderness?' "'He struck the rock so that water gushed out and streams overflowed. "'Can he also give bread and provide meat for his people?' So notice that idea of preparing the table. Even as they wandered in the wilderness, honestly, that's a preparation of a table in the presence of enemies. yeah, There's all these other nations and states mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. them, and the, yes. the fear all the way along is that they will attack at some point. But they're wondering, can God provide for us during this wandering time? And, of course, he did. And notice the other connection. So they struck the rock. We remember that time when they complained about water. And so Moses strikes the rock, and water gushes out. But notice, streams overflowed. My cup overflows. Cup overflows. You know, so here is this thing that very much ties together. And, of course, God has been used as as the picture of Israel's shepherd for, for very yeah. early on. Even in the starting with
0: Israel himself, Jacob, yeah. as he is blessing his sons shortly about to die. In Genesis chapter 48, he's speaking his blessing upon Joseph's sons. And he says this in Genesis 48, verse 15. And he blessed Joseph and said, God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the
1: God who has fed me all my life long to this day. You're, so you're reading from the New King James. Yes. And it has the word fed. Mm-hmm. The English Standard Version? Shepherded. Shepherded. Yeah. And, you know, how many times have we preached sermons on elders, and we talk about that idea of pasturing and pasturing and yeah, feeding, feeding, and that's that idea of Bringing shepherding. To, yeah. Yeah. And so here it is. From there on, God is considered the one who has fed, who has shepherded, shepherded. who has led Israel. What are we seeing? We're seeing a picture in Psalm 23. We saw yesterday— that it's an autobiography of David. Absolutely. But at the same time, because David's own life mirrored the -hmm. history of Israel, we are also seeing the history of Israel, both Mm -hmm. from the palace—excuse me, from the—got to get it right—from the pasture to the palace, wandering through the valley of the shadow of death into the place planted where God wants his name, where God is establishing a house. I understand that with Israel's history, it's a lot more complex Israel, regrettably, did not follow in David's claim of we're just going to dwell with the Lord forever. Mm -hmm. But that's what Psalm 23 was about. Psalm 23 was about the exhortation, why would you go anywhere else? But it fills me with hope because I
0: see that the intention of God for his people was to take them to that good land, that promised land. The intention of God for David was to raise him up and help him before his enemies. And I think about a people today his church, and what is his plan for us? But Ooh. to bring us to dwell in his house forever. Ooh.
1: Let's put a pin in that one. I want to talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> that is a good conversation starter.
0: Well, it does fill us with hope. And so we'll be looking forward to talking about the 23rd Psalm with you again tomorrow. Let us know what you're reading in the Word of God. Send us an
1: email text talk at Christiansmeethere.org. And we're going to end with a word of prayer. Edwin? Glorious God, thank you so much for being the Shepherd of Israel. Thank you so much for being the shepherd of David. Thank you so much for being our shepherd. May we dwell in your house forever. It's through your son, Jesus, our shepherd, we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at ChristiansMeetHere.org